Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. With me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? If you're on the East Coast, you are wet and soggy. <laughs> Since Hurricane Ian, uh, it's been doing nothing but raining here for almost a week. I think it's been, it feels longer than a week. And cold, too, just cold and windy. Uh, I played golf uh, Monday night. It was... 55 or 54 degrees. It was windy. Uh, it was definitely uh, much different than I'm used to uh, with the summer being so hot, as hot as it's been. But all the way up the East Coast, it's been raining, right? Preparing for football over the weekend, getting ready for um, fantasy, things like that. All the forecasts everywhere from uh, Baltimore Washington, Philly, New York, everywhere. It was raining all weekend. So hopefully uh, the weather will uh, clear up soon and uh, it'll uh, warm up again just a little bit. But speaking of fantasy, the fantasy gods did me dirty again. I went one one and three again and and lost both games, the two that I lost, by a total of 10 points. And the game I won, I won by two points. So that's how close um, my my games have been. Uh, I was winning by 17 points going into Monday night's game. Uh, everyone on my team had already played, and my opponent only had San Fran's defense. Only had San Fran's defense. I'm bigger and slam dunk. I've got this one. Uh, and if you watch that game, that pick six late in the game crushed me. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> How does this happen? Uh, and not only that, then there was another fumble after that or, or, or you know, a turnover. I was like, are you kidding me? How many times are you going to give this ball away? Uh, anyways, I lost that one by four. I was winning by 17 points and I lost that by four points to the guy who was in last place in the league and, and Tuesday, okay. He has bragging rights, but Tuesday he's posting all day, you know, about how, how he won and his defense got him the win. Uh, and, and to add insult to injury, he sends me a trade or some ridiculous trade, uh, on Tuesday as well. So I think he's just taking a couple extra jabs at me. Uh, but uh, hopefully I'm going to rebound back on the, I'm going to get on the winning side of uh, some of these uh, very close uh, losses. 
Uh, and and I think with fantasy, I think that happened to me last year. I think that, you know, I had a lot of wins. You know, I, I, I don't know if I talked about this. Uh, I had four teams in fantasy last year, and I won the championship in three, and I came in second place in the fourth one. And and I just think there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of games that were just close that I came out on the winning end that a Monday night guy would go off and you know fifteen or twenty points, and and I was doing this to people last year, so now I'm on the uh, I'm on the uh, the wrong end of it this year, but hopefully that'll turn around. But let's get started. Let's talk about the uh, the QB values after uh, week four. Um, the Zach Wilson, the XRCs, we'll start with the XRCs, the BGS 9.5. Um, Alt has it at 350. That is up $48 this week and is up $77 on the year. So Zach, who is injured, um, I think his cards probably took a big hit being injured before the season started. So he he is actually on an upswing right now and playing well. Um, Mac Jones, now we're going to the injured guy. Mac Jones, PSA 10. Uh, so Alt has it at um, 461. That's down $72 and down $289 on the year. And Card Ladder has that at 401 that's down $19 and card ladder has that down $445 on the year. So he is definitely down. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's playing well, right? XRC PSA 10, uh, all has this at $939. He is up $42 on the week, but down $36 on the year. Uh, card ladder has it at 761, which is down 273 and down $177 on the year. seems like card ladder has a bigger swing than all that there. The card ladder swing seems to be, uh, you know, a lot bigger when they swing one way or another price wise, uh, where all kind of takes its time going up and down the, uh, the Josh Allen XRC PSA 10 um, alt value this week, $2,926. That's down $71. And on the year, it's down $174. Uh, and he's playing well, right? Here's a guy favored to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl anyways. Um, Justin Herbert PSA 10 XRC uh, alt has this at $1,923, down $91 from last week. And Card Ladder has it at $2,086, which is up $420. And I want to kind of see here if, and this is what I was thinking as I was pulling these prices, if Card Ladder is kind of ahead of alt on, on certain things. Like here, now you have Justin Herbert, who was injured, right? And people really didn't know what was going to happen, but then he came back and played great this past week. Um, so now Card Ladder has him uh, has him up $420, where Alt has him down $91. So it's going to be interesting to see if next week, if Alt 
follow suit next week and, and they come up on price. But I'll definitely keep you updated on that. Uh, the Joe Burrow XRC PSA 10 all has that at $1,283. That is down $53. And Card Ladder has that at $1,609. And that is up $6. So you look right there, there there's almost a $400 or a 300 and something dollar difference between those two prices between 1283 on alt and 1609 on card ladder. So we'll, we'll, again, we'll wait and see if card ladder is ahead, if alt is just going to catch up or they're just going to be two separate prices. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes silver prism BGS nine alt has it at 891. That's down $46 and down $109 on the year. And Card Ladder has that at $830, down $40, and on the year it's down $20. Tom Brady, Bowman Chrome, BGS9, Alt has that at $2,632, down $155 on the week, and on the year it's down $518. Card Ladder has it at $3,300. It's up $551. Now you remember last week, Card Ladder dropped this card by $500 last week. Now this week it's up over $500. And on the year, it's completely even. When we started, Card Ladder had this card at $3,300 and that's where it's listed today. So on the year, this card is completely even. And we'll do this again next week and we'll just keep getting an idea of where these prices are going on this. But, you know, I talked about this um, throughout the uh, spring and summer, just talking and, and uh, even as even as early as last week, just talked about um, how the values of these football cards just go down once the season starts, um, that there's so much hype before the season. And then when the season starts, they go down. And then when someone starts playing well, uh, their card may or may not come up. I mean, we're seeing it here. People are playing well and their cards may be dropping a little bit. Um, so it's just a funny time right now. Uh, you know, we're only four weeks in. We're, you know, just moving into week five right here. Um, so hoping, I mean, as a dealer, you're always hoping that these prices are going to, uh, these prices are going to climb up because, you know, when I buy, when I'm buying cards under comps, I want to sell them at comps, but if the comps continue to drop, you know, I'm, I'm losing my margin on cards. So we will definitely keep an eye on that. Primetime card show this weekend uh, at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Mass. Um, set up with my buddy Rob, sports card therapist. It's good to get back out to his show. Um, I felt like it's been forever, like it's been months. And I know it's only been since August, but, you know, it just feels like it's been months and months since we set it up set up at a show so it was uh it was good just to get back and get set back up again um our neighbor uh john at sandbox memorabilia uh new guy we just met him um he was a great guy and and it was i'm glad he was i'm glad he was a great guy i'm glad he was going to be there sunday because i knew i was probably going to rely on a rely on him a little bit on Sunday because I knew Rob was only there Saturday. He was not going to be there Sunday. And it's nice to, you know, have somebody can rely on and say, Hey, could you just watch my table for a little bit? Why either run to the bathroom or go look at some cards or whatever I need to do. Um, and we were able to do that, uh, 
you know, I was able to reciprocate to him too, to allow him to run off to. So, so it was a good neighbor, a good neighbor to have. Uh, you know, there's so much excitement to build up to a show. And, and if you're a dealer, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's almost like going on vacation, right? You're preparing or going to go stay somewhere overnight or something. And you're, you're packing your bag and you want to make sure you have this, you have that, you know, the week before, even though I've, I pretty much got everything down to a science. I'm still, you know, getting ready, getting ready, making sure, checking, double checking, making sure there's just so much preparation. And I, I always feel it's like a vacation, right? Um, nothing keeps me up at night. I sleep like a baby, but you know, I get to the show and I talk to, you know, like my buddy Rob and some other people They always talk about, Oh, I was so excited for the show. I slept like an hour last night. And you know, when you get ready for these shows to get to these shows, like you literally have to get up at four in the morning. Right. You want to get up. You don't have to. You want to get up. You want to you want to get in there. You want to get good parking. You want to get in, get your stuff set up, um, give you a chance just to walk around. Say you want to talk with people because a lot of times you haven't seen people in a while. You want to talk with them. You want to see check out other people's cases, see what's going on. It's just excitement. It's a it's whole excitement thing. So you're up at four in the morning and you're running around and you're packing up and you're driving and, 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 and you're getting there. So if you're that excited the night before and you only have a couple hours sleep that, that that's going to hit you at some point on Saturday. Whereas for me, you know, I, I, I get excited, but there's not a lot that keeps me up, uh, keeps me from falling asleep. So, um, and I've consolidated things down so much when I pack the car. Um, it, it is, it is funny. Like I literally should have taken pictures of what my car looked like when I was started going to shows, the whole thing was full. I had shelving, I had boxes, I had, I mean, like I would stop, you know, Rob and I would drive together and he'd be like, is there any room in there to put my stuff in? I'm like, yeah, we can make room, everything will fit. And we made it fit. But now when I load my car up, I'm like, there's gotta be something missing. I mean, I'm looking, I'm checking. I'm like, is there anything missing? I've got all this extra room. Um, but, but I, I've consolidated things down so much and, and I've been learning throughout the year on, you know, what to bring, what not to bring, what I need to have, what I don't need to have. And I've really shed a lot of things off and, and just, just, just lean and mean getting to these shows. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of a big deal when you show up because you've got to roll everything in and you've got your cart. So if your cart is stacked way up high, I mean, it's. It really makes for a long walk wherever you're going from uh, versus if you've got everything. I've got everything so compact on my cart with bungee cords. Everything's got a place. I can set it up in a few minutes and I can roll with ease knowing that things aren't going to be falling off or flying off. Uh, not like our little episode in New York when we had a, a singles box all over a New York Street uh, sidewalk back in... Uh, I guess that was February, last February. And Rob keeps sending that picture or post that picture up uh, just for laughs. Uh, for First and foremost, I want to thank all the listeners uh, that came by to see me, kind of give me a pat on the back. Uh, you know, it means so much to me. I mean, I know people are listening. I can see the numbers and the numbers are growing every week and I get excited about that. Um, but it's just so nice to 
you know, put faces to these numbers. People that I don't even know are just showing up and saying, hey, I love the content. I, you know, I love the podcast. Uh, a number of people, you know, told me, you know, show up at the table this week and say, hey, great, great episode. I listened to it on the way over to the show. Right there, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what I do. I listen to content. I'm listening to content in the car. Uh, and when I started this, it was, you know, this was the kind of the content I wanted people to, I wanted people to, to listen to when they're in the car, why they're at work, that type of thing. And, uh, it's just so great. I just want to thank people. I just, I really like it. If you, if you don't, don't ever not stop by and say like anything, I, I really appreciate if you see me at a show, just come over and just say hello. I really appreciate the support like that. Um, people just you know, coming over and saying hi and tell me how much they like the pod. I want to say this show felt like a slow show. But I think having 400 tables in a big room with everything spread out, it's just, just didn't seem busy. Um, and I think when it's not busy, it gives dealers a lot of time to go out too. So when people are coming to your table, you never know, uh, you know, are you an attendee? Are you a dealer? Uh, sometimes at some of the bigger shows, we have lanyards uh, that you put on when you're a dealer. And I noticed a lot of people pull those lanyards off when they go off and, and, and do a little shopping. Uh, this show, there were uh, dealers had white bracelets. So you knew right away when somebody showed up if they were a dealer or an attendee. And I just I think there was as many dealers as attendees that showed up to my tables uh, and a lot of tire kickers, a lot of tire kickers. Um, this is my third time doing this show. Uh, and I talk about earlier and earlier in the pod, you know, know the show. And this is what I'm doing now. Uh, two times, three times, four times getting to do these shows. So I know the show, I know what people are looking for. I know what's going to sell. I know what's sold in the past. I know what to expect. Um, for this show, I know in the past I sold a bunch of singles out of the single boxes and the discount boxes. So get preparing for this show. I made up five or six different singles boxes, you know, with some, uh, di different levels of football, $1 football, $2 football, and then priced football anywhere from $3 up to say 30, $30. Um, I had a discount box, a discount box of slabs. I had, uh, I put some hot, I tried some hockey cards this time. I have a five row of, of hockey cards. I've been, as you know, I've been talking about opening up a lot of hobby boxes and, um, I did not sell one hockey card. Not not one hockey card. I put that whole five row box together and didn't sell one one card. But I never set up hockey cards there before, right? I know it was something that I was trying out new. Now this hockey this hockey box that I have, I'm going to start taking to all the shows. Maybe one of these shows, people will be like, "Oh, yeah, th this is great. This is what this is where I want to be." This show here was a lot of football singles. Um, that I sold and this show in the past, I sold a lot of wrestling sing, sing, singles, uh, this time, not so much, not so much, not too many people going through the, so wrestling is down right now. And I think the, uh, the last show that I did there, 
I want to say was in June and SummerSlam was coming in July. And I think there was a little hype behind wrestling. So I think it was a little popular then. There's nothing uh, nothing big happening right now in wrestling, no buildup in wrestling. So I think maybe that's why the wrestling is down a little bit. But again, just getting to know the show. Uh, so, and my, and my boxes were popular. Uh, I was selling, uh, I sold more cards out of my singles box than I sold out of my, my cases. Uh, as, ex as, as I expected on Saturday, and I was saying this to a lot of people and they're like, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense that because they had the Saturday night live, uh, and the trade night at the basketball hall of fame, I felt most people would come later. I would, if it was me, if I was an attendee and I said, you know, I want to do the show, uh, the hall of fame and the, uh, the live, all, all that was very close to it, to itself. So if I was traveling in, I would definitely come later in the day, hope for a good deal at the tables. Uh, you know, maybe come in around two o'clock or so two, three o'clock, do that, grab a bite to eat and then go to the hall of fame. And I think that's what most people did. Most people I talked to that I knew that were coming as attendees that I knew were showing up that I was communicating with. They did that. That's what they did. Um, so later in the day, uh, my sales were slow most of the day, but between four and five o'clock, I had the most sales of the day, nothing earth shattering, but enough that paid for my weekend, which was good. I like to get that out of the way early. I like, I like to get the weekend paid for early and then I could sit back and relax. Uh, as I talked about 75% of my slabs are at or just above comps. When I say just above, I mean a little negotiation, right? Some somebody, if it's at 850 and I have it at 900, people say you take 850 for it, of course, right? So um, nobody ever walks up to the table and says, "Oh, I will just pay you the 850 because it is 850." Um, so there, you need to leave a little room for negotiation. But 75% of my slabs are there. There's some that I'm into, and I'll tell people right away I'm high on those. Um, but it seemed like most people wanted wanted them under comps. I had a few people say to me, if I buy these at comps, I can't make any money. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm the dealer. I'm the one that's selling it at comps. This is what happens at slower shows. Uh, and this is the downfall of being at a slower show. You may spend a lot of time negotiating and somebody working and working. And basically, basically they're, they're telling you, if you don't sell it to me at that, somebody else in this room will, and I'm going to go find that person. And at that point, I have to say, go ahead and good luck. Um, people want to think at these slower shows uh, that you're desperate for sales, right? And they feel, and they're probably right. They're probably right. There's probably somebody in that room that's willing to go down an extra hundred dollars or an extra 75 or an extra $200 or whatever it is so they can make some sales. But it doesn't work as a dealer. I can't go if a card comps out 
at a thousand dollars, and I'm always using that thousand dollar price point. If a card comps at a thousand dollars and I'm buying it at eight hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm putting it in my case at a thousand fifty dollars, if you come in and try to buy it at eight hundred dollars, it's a loss. It's a complete loss for me. I, I didn't even rent the card. I took an L on that card. And I can. That's kind of what was happening this weekend. People were like, "Well, I know the comps are eight fifty. I'll give you. I'll give you seven hundred. You know, final offer seven twenty or seven forty cash." The answer is still no. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sell that card for less than I. I. I refuse to. I refuse to. It's just bad business. And I know this is just the beginning of the busy season for these shows. I have a number of shows, a number of very big shows coming up that they're not going to be slow. It's going to be extremely busy. Um, it's going to be extremely competitive and I am not going to just allow these cards to, to go for under comps because I want sales. Not when I can hold them for another month and move them at comps and maybe above comps. Um, so that's, not what I can do. And I'm sure there are people in the room that are doing that. I'm sure there are people that have to do that. Uh, and I'm not knocking them for that. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. And this was the first time people were getting like a little upset. They're like, what do you mean? You can't like, I don't know, almost trying to bully a little bit. Like, what do you mean? You can't see, so you could sell me that. You could sell me that card right now for that. Well, of course I can, but I'm not going to. I'm not, and I'm telling people, I'm into that card for this. I'm not going to rent it. It's like renting the card. If I go, if I go and I negotiate, I put all my skills at work and I negotiate to get this card under comps and I come here and then you show up and I go, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you a comps. I've done all that work for nothing. I, I, I just can't do that. And it's not going to happen. Not in my case anyways. So Saturday was an average day at a slow show. Had some sales late in the day. Uh, packed up, went over to the Basketball Hall of Fame for the Saturday Night Live Hobby Talk hosted by my buddy Rob Gerard, sports card therapist. And I have to say, his MC skills were top-notch. Top-notch. All this time knowing him, I've never seen him MC or, you know, speak publicly. Kid, he absolutely killed it. Uh, what a great job emceeing. And he was all the talk Sunday morning. Now he didn't come back Sunday. I was at the, I had both tables. We each had a table Saturday. I had both tables on Sunday. Everybody was coming back. Where's Rob? I just want to tell him what an amazing job he did. And I agreed hundred percent with everybody that showed up. I just wish he would have been there to, to, to hear that. Um, instead of having me relay it onto him, uh, later in the day. Um, but great, great job done by him. I did, uh, I did enjoy the hobby talk. Uh, I did enjoy that. And, and I know there's future plans to do it again. Uh, and I'll definitely go again. Um, definitely just some knowledgeable people just talking about the hobby, you know, nothing, probably nothing that was new to me, but I think people are just like a little worried right now. People who are deep in the hobby, like, like I'm going to say I'm pretty deep into the hobby. Uh, and I know people are just worried because they just don't know where the prices of these cards are going. Um, the market corrected and, and 
that's where it stayed. And now the football season is here and the cards have dropped a little bit again. So, you know, I think people are just afraid to, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say afraid. I think they're just worried slash curious because they just don't know what's next with the hobby. And, and I think that's almost a little good. I mean, it's a good thing for for this hobby right now because it was almost like a reset but people didn't want to in my opinion i think i think when the market corrected on the cards it was a reset but people didn't want to see it as a reset and i think people are starting to see it now as a reset and i think we're starting to look at you know the new what the new comps are on a lot of these cards. And I have a lot of these cards. So it's, so it's not like I'm talking about somebody else's cards. I have a good number of these cards, but my cards only go up so high. There are people with much more money invested than I do. And they're, you know, obviously a little bit more worried. You know, there's a, there's stories being told how people before the market correction bought into cards at, you know, 30, $40,000 and, Na at national, they were selling these cards at, you know, eight thousand and ten thousand dollars. So th those were the people that was like, you know, in the stock market when the market starts to come down. Do you sell? Do you hold? Well, I'm a guy. I when that market dropped, I kept buying more stock. I didn't sell what I had. I just kept. Oh, the prices come down. I'm just going to buy more. I'm just going to buy more because I think sooner or later that those prices are going to go back up, and I'm going to be the one saying, yeah, you know what. I was buying for three years and now it came back up. Now look at me. Uh, and I think this may be the same with the, with the card market too. I, I don't see it going anywhere. I see it rebounding. Um, maybe not as high as a, the stock market probably will, but it's definitely going to, people talk about these, you know, these are investments. People are buying these as investments, just like you would buy stock. Right. So uh, I did make an appearance after that. Uh, I did make an appearance at trade night afterwards hosted by uh geo and sly smith street bros um everything looked great over there including the cash bar two thumbs up for the cash bar uh i did not stay i did not indulge in the cash bar i was driving home uh and coming back driving back up the next morning uh so i did not stay very long for that uh, it had been a long day like i said i was up at four in the morning at this point, it was about eight o'clock at night, uh, and I knew I had to be back uh, ready to go Sunday morning. So Sunday morning, there were less dealers on Sunday, a number of empty tables. And I do know um, timing wise it was nine to four on sunday i'm pretty sure it was nine to four uh and people started packing up around noontime i could see people leaving now i know they had uh some baseball people autographing coming in for autographs and that was running from 11 to 2. so my thought process was i'll stay to at least two uh people coming in to get a picture an autograph you know i was by the front door so they'd see me coming in they'll see me going out so hopefully uh you know, I would get a sale out of that. Uh, yeah, and so people were leaving. I said people were packing up around new time. And it was pretty, pretty much steady throughout the afternoon. Because I was at the front door, I could see people, you know, rolling by with their cards. But for me, the opportunist, right? 
Sunday being slow gave me time to run off and make some deals and deals I made. So I'm just going to talk to you about few a few of the deals I made at the show. Funny story. Um, my buddy Billy, uh, if you go all the way back to season one and you talk about the person I golf with who started talking to me about cards and got me interested in buying cards um, way back when. So we still golf together. And uh, the week before, we were trying to set up some time for golf. And Billy's like, I'm not available the following weekend at all. And I was like, oh, that's good because I'm not available either. I didn't want to you know, have to be the guy to say, hey, I can't make it because I knew I had this show. And uh, so when I set up at the show Saturday, <laughs> here comes Billy and his son walking by. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, no wonder why he couldn't play golf. He was going to be, I had no idea he was setting up at the show. Uh, so he hadn't played golf in a couple of weeks uh, from one reason or another. So, yeah, so that was kind of funny. So uh, him and his son, uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy's on Instagram, Tommy underscore Mattioli19. Uh, always great to see them. Uh, listeners of the pod. And, uh, you know, I went over, Billy was setting up and I went over and I was talking with him and he pulled out some hockey cards. I'm like, oh, yes, please. So I bought all four of his hockey cards off him. They were all, um, there were four graded 1980 Wayne Gretzky second year cards that Billy told me he pack pulled these in 1981 uh, and he sent them off for graded. So the cards are uh, all 1980. Uh, so the first one is the number 250 um, to PSA 5. And if you're on YouTube, I'm holding them up. You can see that one. Uh, the next one is the checklist, PSA 6. The next one is the all-star, uh, PSA 4. And the last one is the record breaker, PSA 6. Oh, wrong way. Sorry. Record PSA 6. And I also, from another deal dealer, picked up a raw uh 250 as well i'm just holding that up too um so i got a number of these now second year gretzky cards shout out to john from behind the diamond so the deal i made this weekend this deal started back at east coast national with a dealer john knew because john knew, john knows that uh, I'm into Mike Tyson cards. And he said, oh, I got a guy over there. Go see this guy. He's got this Mike Tyson card. Uh, so I went over and I just couldn't get the deal done with the guy. And I, you know, after the show, I had talked with John a number of times about the card. And I said, you know, I'd be willing to pay X amount, but not that amount. And he said, and when I see him, I'll talk to him. I'll see what I can do. Uh, and then he messaged me week before the show saying he was coming to the show. And he also said the guy with this Tyson card was going to be at the show. And I said, well, why don't you work on him? You know what my, my price would be. And he ended up getting a deal done. So I'm very excited about this card. This is one of those cards that I saw back at East coast national and I can't find another one like it. I mean, I've been looking, 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 looking and the comps on ones that are similar are, 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 you can always, and it's so hard, if you're on one side, you're like, well, 
This one is similar. It's a few years before or after, and it was number to 25 and not to 10, and it went for this. But if you're not looking at the same card, it's so hard to comp a card. So I was not able to find this card anywhere or really find comps on this card. Um, one similar, but not like this one. And I'm just going to hold this one up here. This is all-time greats. Iron Mike Tyson, gold on-card auto, numbered to 15. So I'm pretty excited about finally getting the deal done. Thanks, John, for helping uh, helping that happen. I did pick up an XRC, not the ones I was looking for over the weekend, but a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm holding that up now. Um XRC PSA nine. And I need to report, I paid over comps on the card. So the dealer had it uh, for $150. And I looked up the alt value and alt had it at $58. <laughs> um, I said, what's the best you can do knowing that alt value is $58. And the last one comped at $75. And he said, I could do a hundred. And I said, well, I'm thinking more 75. I'll, I'll pay the last comp on it. I'm not going to pay, pay the alt value. And uh, he said, yeah, go ahead. So I got this one for 75. I was kind of excited about that. I did not see, I, I'll tell you what, I did see uh, a Lamar Jackson. There was somebody there with two Lamar Jackson, XRCs, PSA nines. And I talked to him on Saturday, I talked to him on Saturday again. I talked to him on Saturday a third time. And this guy was kind of all over the place. He, you know, another dealer, uh, the comps were at 360. I told him I'd give him 400. Uh, he said he wanted 650. I said, we are so far off. He says, well, he's playing well. I said, but it doesn't matter how well he's playing. It's the comp, the comps, the comps, the comp. I mean, it, it, the, the last few sold, I said, you know, I could sit and watch eBay for one to come up. Or I mean, if you want to make a sale, we can make a sale. So then he's like, let me think about it. I'll come talk to you. I, he never came and talked to me. And then I was going to the bathroom and I saw him. He says, I pulled that card aside. Come see me. Let's make a deal. And I said, OK, I went back and he said. I said, well, I'm willing to give you the 400 for it. And he said, I can do 425. I said, okay, I'll take it at 425. Then he says, you have to do me a favor. He has two of them. He says, you have to do me a favor. Wait till tomorrow morning. I want to take this card to trade night. What? You, you just made a deal to sell me the card. Why would you want to take it to trade night? He says, well, if I can sell it there for more, I will. I go, well, th then I guess we don't have a deal done. I mean, I've never heard such a thing. He says, well, if I still have it tomorrow morning, I'll sell it to you for 425. I said, all right, whatever. So I left. So I see the guy the next morning. He says, I have your card. I have it put aside. I said, okay. He said, but I don't know if I can sell it to you or not. I said, well, what happened at trade night? He said, no one was interested in it. I said, well, are you going to sell me the card or not? He says, yeah, but let me come to your table. He never came to my table. I never saw him again after that. But it was just, just such a weird interaction over, over a card that he had two of. It's not only like he had just the one card. He had two identicals right together. So um, so the Baker Mayfield was the only XRC that I 
I picked up over the weekend. Um, and then there was the big deal of the day on Sunday for me. Uh, shout out to Matt on IG at mrod underscore cards. So Matt came to my table table earlier in the day. He was interested in my 2017 limited Patrick Mahomes RPA to 49. The card is raw. We talked prices. I looked at his cards. He had a high-end Josh Allen card. I asked about prices. He said there were no comps. Um, I don't like when there's no comps on cards. Uh, being new in the hobby, I say new, I, you know, I, newer than most people some people like they know every variation of card and they you know they can you know right off the top of their head nail it with me i need even when i know a card i still want to look it up i still want to check and double check the, the more value of the car the more checking i want to do because i want to make sure i don't get burned um and he said look there's no comps on the card I said, okay, we move, I moved on at that point. Uh, I looked at some of his other cards. We talked a little bit more, talked about prices, and then he left. He walked off. Um, and then after he was gone, I thought, oh, I never even looked up that Allen card, you know, to see what information I could pull up on it. But the card was gone. It was gone. We, I went about the day. A couple hours later, I was sitting there at the table, and he came back and he was talking with my neighbor. And I said, hey, can I just look at that Josh Allen card, ad card again? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulls it out. He gives it to me. I looked up the alt value. Alt had it at $3,753. Um, and he was interested in my Mahomes, uh, the RPA to 149 And that card raw... The values on that range anywhere from mid to upper 1600s to $2,700. And people say it has to do with the patch and this and that. You know, what's it going to sell for? I've had that in my, I've had that card in my case since the spring and really hadn't had much action with it. People like the card, but either never make an offer on it or tell me the offer they would make would offend me. Uh, the closest I came to selling that card was at national, uh, for 2,100. Um, I didn't want to come down. We were at 24. Uh, he wanted to give me 21. And then he said, if I do it all cash, will you do 21? And I said, yes. So then he said, all right, I'm going to be right back. And he never came back. So that, that deal never got done. So that was the closest I came to selling that card. On my end with that card, that that card was all profit. If you remember back in episode 11 called The Biggest Hobby Deal to Date, I purchased this card along with uh, Joe Burrow, RPA, uh, uh, Herbert RPA, and a Herbert autographed card, authenticated slabbed. So I bought those cards. Now, the first, those three cards, the Burrow, the Herbert, uh, I sold those, just those two cards alone paid for the whole, paid for the whole deal. Um, the other Herbert that was the autographed, I, that card ended up going to a trade, um, that I picked up the Trevor Lawrence XRC PSA 10. So this card was 
at this point, this card is all, all cash to me, right? So whatever I can get for this, this card owes me nothing. Um, and after agreeing on a price with the Mahomes, I wasn't comfortable paying cash up to the comp of, of the Josh Allen card. So I said, Hey, look in my case. Is there anything else in my case you're interested in? He liked the Josh Allen, the blue prism, the PSA nine. And if you remember just a few episodes ago, uh, a local show, I picked that up and I traded two basketball cards. Um, one I'd gotten in another deal, uh, at way below comps and one that was, um, the Panini black box from national. Um, so I traded those two cards and received cash back for the, uh, for the Josh Allen. So here's a second card that was pretty much all profit for me. So we closed the deal with those two cards, uh, and cash. I paid cash out. Uh, and this is the card that I ended up getting. It was a 2018. I'm holding that up. It's a Panini select Josh Allen field level, tricolor prism number to 99 and it's a PSA 10. This is now the biggest card in my case. So I'm very excited, very excited to get this card and I'm excited to move the Mahomes RPA. Um, not that I thought it was a bad card because I thought it was a great card because I never would have taken it in the first place if it wasn't a great card. Um, but the card was not graded and I knew, and anybody who looked at it knew it would never grade out a 10. It could grade out, grade out an eight. It could grade out a nine. Um, and the autograph itself, the autograph kind of went into his leg. So I don't think the auto would have graded a 10. And I can tell you all these things because everybody's picked this card apart. I mean, I've heard everything on this card, how the card is so terrible, but uh, I knew it was a great card and people telling me it's a terrible card and pointing things out because, you know, they wanted to make like a thousand dollar offer on it. You know, like they were doing me a favor, taking the card off my hands. So I was glad I was so happy to move this card into something that I was excited about. Um, I, I, I don't think even though I was asking in my case, $2,500 for this card, I, I kind of expected you know, if somebody was going to pay me cash for it, it was probably going to be seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars cash, and then a trade value. Um, I felt you know I could get, I could get higher numbers on that, and and I was happy to move into a card uh, like this that's graded that there's no no doubt in, and and I I believe in Josh Allen. I mean, I believe in Patrick Mahomes, uh, and in this case behind me, I have a number of uh, of Mahomes cards. Um, and there's more that I want to get, but that, that card wasn't, wasn't the card, wasn't the end all card for me that I wanted to keep in my case. That was a card that I wanted to move into a higher Mahomes or something higher. And I thought a Brady or an Allen. So when this Allen came along, I was excited about that. Um, so shout out again to Matt on IG at Emrod underscore cards. Thanks for the deal. Uh, I love my new Josh Allen and I hope you're as happy with, uh, with your Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> going to shut it down now. Um, talk about some upcoming shows. 
I have the Hofstra show coming up in Long Island, uh, October 16th and 17th. Now, my buddy Rob, sports card therapist, he will be there Saturday manning the table by himself, and I will be there Sunday by myself. So we're we're splitting up the uh, the weekend on this one. Previously, I talked about the Mohegan show, but Laz, the Laz shows, and we all know how I feel about the Laz shows. Uh, Laz has added another show uh, at La Quinta Inn and Suites in Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, if you if you're a li- been a listener to the pod from the beginning, you'll talk about this was the show that I started me on shows, how busy this show is and, and just how great these shows are down there in New Jersey. So this one is November 19th and 20th. So I am taking off the calendar uh, the Mohegan Sun show for me, and I'm adding the the, the last show at Seacock in Secaucus, New Jersey. November 19th and 20th. I have been um, emailing back and forth to the to the fellas at Causeway Show in Massachusetts in Boston. And that's a November 26th show. So I have a question mark on that now. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back to see if they are going to offer me a table at that show or not. Uh, so stay tuned on that. Um, in fact, m- besides that, uh, all the shows that I'm doing, including the November one, are all last shows. So last has the Garden State Card Show in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, on December 10th. And he also has the Big Apple Trading Card Show at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City on Sunday, December 18th. So these are some big shows uh, that I was talking about earlier. I have some big shows coming up and, and here we go, here they are. And, uh, definitely looking forward to them getting excited for these shows as well. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.